Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Let's Have a Drink, the fun, fantastic podcast where we sit back, relax, and enjoy a delicious beverage. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Obviously, you can tell by the title of the episode, we're talking about Secret Invasion. It was inevitable. It's inevitable. Wow. I had <laughs> reference right there. Got it. Um, back to Marvel. We We haven't talked about Marvel in... What feels like quite a long. A while. It's been a minute. For I sure. think last time was a Guardians review of some kind. Uh, we talked about if we're talking MCU Marvel, then yes, but we have talked about. We did our Spider Marvel. Really, we did do Spider Man. Right. So but MCU. if we're talking true MCU, yeah, then and, then Guardians. So oh. uh, in true fashion, MCU has come out with a new show called Secret Invasion, starring uh, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, a bunch of other characters that we know and love uh, regarding the scrolls and everything. Uh, but we're gonna get into the nitty gritty in just a minute. Um, Absolutely. Where it's three episodes have released. Four episodes have been out by the time of airing this show, this yes. episode. But we are going to be but talking about episode one to three. Three have been reviewed. Yes. Uh, but as per usual, um, in this week's episode, we have a new beer to review. We do, guys. We took a look today and realized that we didn't haven't done an IPA in a while. We haven't reviewed one. Yeah, so we are gonna do a new one. We this can is so fun. It makes me really happy. Um, <laughs> do you did you ever watch that show, um, Foster's Home for Imaginary? Yeah, of course. This gives me those vibes. Yeah, not the same animation style, but it just gives me no, the vibes. Not the same animation style, but the fact that the beer is called Van Full of Weirdos. Weirdos. If anybody knows the show. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, Friends. you'll know. It just gives Van Full. Foster's Home for Imaginary Weirdos, kid. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. So. Um, but also just justifies. This also just explains, you know, our life. Um, growing up, I had a, we were my family was a van full of weirdos, so it all works. You know, yeah. Sometimes we used to have a van, and sometimes it was full of weirdos, which were us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, it's a really fun can. This kind of like tealy aqua sea foam background uh, with like regular Volkswagen fan full of weirdo looking creatures, art people, whatever. Um, it's a really colorful, really fun can. Um, so, Vanful Weirdos Juicy IPA is from Refined Fool Brewing Company. Uh, I feel like we've tried them before, or at least you have. We've we've had Refined Fool, I think, once on the on the show. Um, on the show, we have. I think so. Oh. Maybe not. I've definitely tried them before. Yes, um, I think that's where I've seen their. They've got the, their little logo is really fun. It's just like kind of a more of a uh, like modern font with a little like patched yeah it's patched a really clean top it's hat a really clean logo. it's a very clean logo it's funny because the way they have it it's like the cover of a balloon that's being held by one of the weirdos in the vans oh nice yeah it's all interconnected which is really fun i love when when can designs do that directly to the logo so and uh sort of unlike most beers that we we try and that are new this guy comes from sarnia ontario which is yeah. a little bit more of a opposite direction than our toronto niagara whatever based exactly yeah it's always fun when we do places from like uh more like northern or like outside or we do like across ontario like there's been a few places from like ottawa area so it's always fun when we get to do this yeah i really like when they when they come from all over i know we've did our uh we had our canadian craft club where they came from all over canada yeah that's you had your friend jess get us some from nova scotia yes um so yeah so this guy comes from sarnia yeah Uh, it's actually a bar that i remember my friend julia was telling me about when we went to school together um i think which because she's from sarnia oh Um, so the brewery would have been there for and and, uh and dalton a buddy of mine dalton as well talked about refined fool quite a bit because they're they're big like obviously they got canton lcbo but they're based in sarnia so a big name for a bar out that way 
So um, I'll read. There is a little description uh, on this one, which is I always think it's really fun to kind of hear from. Um, wow, you've got quite a bit of head going on. I know. Sorry, I'm just usually it the one who's a bad burr. It just. Um, but yeah, so I'll I'll go over here. So we've talked about hops before. Um, different types of hops that can be found, especially when it comes to things like IPAs. So um, they actually make reference to the type of hop that is more predominant in this brew. So this Simcoe Heavy IPA is packed with bright tropical aromas and, a, and brilliant citrusy flavors. Gather some fellow weirdos and enjoy a fresh squeeze vacation in a can. I like that. I like that. It's really Gather fun. some weirdos. Well, uh, fellow weirdo over over there. Yeah, but hey, the, fellow weirdo. Hello, hello. Um, this this is a, a nice one. I cracked mine open. Yeah. Like I said, the art I love the most. I think it's just like a classic, timeless, you know, kind of uh, a nice design. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the Simcoe hops. They are in a lot of different IPAs um, across the board. Usually found, uh, I know uh, Collective Arts uses them quite a bit. They use a lot of mosaic and stuff too. Yeah. Um, so out that direction, Toronto Ways and stuff like that, I think there's more out there. We don't see a lot of Simcoe hops in breweries out this way. See, you did it too. It's It It really fizzed up when you I opened it. You were pouring it well. I will give you that. I think Thank it was you. just, I think it was just. Uh, it got beer. really fizzy when I first opened it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I cracked mine open. This is, it does. It is a six point two, I believe. It's yeah. strong beer. It's a strong beer, but it really doesn't like explode with hops for me. Okay. Okay. Like IPAs typically do, or I mean, I, I would say should as well. Like I don't know if it's because it's from the I had it from a sip from the can, but it's not hmm. like it's not like overwhelming with uh with a strong potent flavor. No, it's definitely like a. It, I definitely taste that it's a stronger like craft IPA. Um, but it's definitely like right up the alley of stuff that we would enjoy. It's got this beautiful caramel golden color to it. Um, it is hazy as you usually get with some of the higher percentages. I actually wouldn't consider this hazy. Hazy. I would. Really? That's hazy. I just consider this like thick. Hazy. Hazy usually is like when it's got like flecks of sort of granulated, um, kind of like orangey no hazy is like the, the effect of the of the translucent nature of the beer sure. when it's hazy it's more opaque yeah. right yeah. yeah i would say that's a, a, a difference of opinions but like there is okay. obviously a tell of uh okay well i would describe no it you are sense. right i think you are right i just when i think about hazy i think about like a more like you can't even see anything through it yeah but like you can't this can i can it's clear clear Clear? It's not clear, but it like it's clear. Light shining through. Hazy ones, not really. What do you mean? I okay, semi hazy though. Just get me off the show already. <laughs> get a new host. Holy crap! Ryan needs something else. Anyways, uh, oh boy, what do we? Did you get your sip yet? I know you yeah, did. From I, the ha- I have one for the can, but I do want to get one from. Um, yeah, I really. The actual glass itself. Me too. Me too. I but do. Yeah, I, I, I think. Good. I think I like it though. I'm definitely like picking up on the. Because usually most IPAs always have a citrusy base to me. Like, I'm always going to taste it. Um, but I am getting those other tropical notes for sure. See, so different from the from the glass. Is it? It's always so different. Here we go. So much better. And I would even argue from a glass or a... Or, oh, yeah. Or like a Yeti or some sort of like rum, like uh, Rambler or whatever. What a chance to like aerate a little you bit. need, like even if you put it in a whatever you... What do you call them? Like... Uh, not a thermos, but like what? The, what is, what's our Yeti's called? Tumbler. A, a tumbler. tumbler. Sure. Yeah. Some sort of like isol- um, insulated cup. Yeah. Even doing it that way, 
is that doesn't hit as much as like a glass does. Like it's just always so different. Yeah. Craft yeah. beer is a special breed. Um, sipping it. It's meant to be in a glass. You're sipping it. I am. It's really good. You like it? It's really good. It's an easy drink, but you feel a kick, like not tart kick or spice kick or whatever, just the kick of the hops. Afterwards, you get to kind of enjoy the sometimes with like hoppier IPAs, that's the only thing you taste and then you enjoy the palate. It's kind of the reverse with this one, at least for me, is I get the 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 flavor of what else is going on in the beer and then it finishes as uh, with the hops. Oh, that's kind of I, an interesting. I, always how I, I enjoy IPAs. No, flavor. Hop. Very hop forward. But this one, you get to kind of enjoy the other flavors they've got going on and then finish. And then it's, so it's kind of like, oh, how pleasant. And then you sip another one and then it's like, okay, wait, yeah. there's all the hops. Yeah. We, we've definitely connected and bonded over a lot of different IPAs in our yeah. time. Um, but I think lately you haven't been exploring the IPA avenue. No, just so I there's think... been a lot of really fun um, sour options. I've gotten a lot more into trying different pale ales now. And, and lots of seltzers and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I meant for beer obvious. specifically. Specific, yeah. Yeah, but I meant for beer specific. I, I think really because your your sort of underarching love for IPAs is, is always going to be there. Yeah. I think I'm, when you don't get it for a while, you don't have one for a while. It hits and different. It, it hits different. And it, you know what? It's kind of, I, I kind of like it that way though. I Because totally I get agree. to like appreciate it a little bit more. I totally agree. Wow. That's yeah. like seven different like waves of foam. Know, Just don't, 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 don't. It's, it's going to do not. But. Don't. But. Don't. But. Please. For me. Okay. It <laughs> almost overflowed that first time. No, that's so you're, great. You're good now then. It barely moved. Yeah, well, it was literally right at the rim. So, okay. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, I like I like it too. I definitely think that. Um, well, if you don't, you know, we like our IPAs. I've yeah. explored, you know, here and there new ones recently too. Yeah. And so it does hit different after a bit. Like, yeah, you go on a you know week or so, you know, a binge of you know either not drinking or you know, I I got to the tail to it too. You go on a, a, a sprint of not you know having a drink for a week or a few days. Yeah, to back to one for like a mm-hmm. nice happy hour or whatever is a totally different feeling. Oh, absolutely, totally live. Yeah, for sure. yeah, for sure. Um, so this one's yeah, this one's right mm-hmm. that alley of you know, let's like we we've no, we haven't ignored IPAs, but we haven't had IPAs in a while. Mm-hmm. We haven't had them on the podcast in a bit. So if you guys are craft beer drinkers like us, yeah, um, you know, here's one to try or try to get into it. We know our great friend Legato is is slowly getting into that rhythm. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's been trying some non-alcoholic options because they're moving in that direction, which I very much support. And yeah, I love, love that. I think because- this is a perfect time to do that as well because there's so many more options available. Uh, I think we talked this uh, talked about this on uh, one of the more recent um, episodes is that there there's so many more people who are sharing content on social media um, for, you know, um, mocktails, things like that. But then there's also so many companies that are really kind of putting a foot forward into non-alcoholic uh beverages like we literally you know when we were at quench um there was a couple places i think there was at least two places but then i know bellwoods for sure had a non-alcoholic option there um and i believe there was one other place that for sure had one yeah um but but it was it was great it was exciting they actually had no they had two they had um it was a either um, one of them was a their non-alcoholic Jelly King, which is their sour, one oh. of their sour series for Bellwoods. Um, so they had that one because they I just don't know, they, did they have it there? They had it there. Yeah, so the cans were that there. was actually one I was going to bring up. So yeah, you know, I'll put yeah. crap. But then they had another style that I think was like a 
like a pale ale or yeah. IPA or something. You know, but Bart's oh, doing it too. They put some out recently yeah. and they have their cocktails and stuff too and, and mocktails of those as well now. It's I'm just... pretty sure their Botany series is actually just like carbonated um, non-alcoholic cocktails or just like carbonated like teas. Like just not like hard teas, but like actual teas. Right. Um, that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole series botany. I'm pretty sure it's non-alcoholic. Yeah, that that's good because I think like tea... I think tea's overrated, in my opinion, but I also don't think it's like terrible. Mm. Like I don't, I don't have. I'm not like, oh my god, like fuck, fuck tea, it's super overrated. It's just like I think it is overrated, but like there is a great like, there's some great flavors that come from a good tea. Just yeah. tea in general. You know? Well, even well, they're probably going along the lines of uh, you know we have those like the the iced drinks that are tea based. So like uh, the black tea, green tea. Oh yeah, 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 stuff like that. So that's probably a little bit more herbal stuff that right. could be chilled and enjoyed as like a cool drink um so yeah they there's a, b- a bunch of different options out there so it's it's really i think it's a really exciting time to be able to try a lot of fun things and just not have to worry about the alcohol part of it <laughs> i mean at the end of the day that that is 100 true safety first for sure yeah. um there's a lot of great options out there so yeah. uh if you guys are in that realm you guys are interested in that stuff uh definitely look for some stuff i you know we can help you out there as well um but we i think there's a lot more flavor that comes from the nice the rich beers um yes obviously but yeah it is what it is i feel like too a lot of times though we've discussed how we 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 pick a lot of stuff based off of what other flavors on the palate are being offered because of the beer yeah um so and i feel like that kind of plays a little bit more of a role flavor wise in non-alcoholic options but uh but yeah, either way, it's super fun, and um, it's it, I think it's a really exciting kind of time when it comes to the the food and drink industry right now because a lot of that is playing a role in how things are getting developed, and and that's a little bit more open and talked about to people who just like are living alcohol free lives for whatever reason. Yeah, no, it's I just we he he gave us so many different things that he you know picked up, yeah. and one of them was the partake, which we you know we partake. I in thought that was really bit. cool. I was we like, grab, damn, we have that. We partake quite often because it's nice to have when you're cooking dinner like again there's no repercussions it's just kind of nice to have that flavor it's you know ipas pale ales whatever you have you um so it's nice that like you know he he shared that with us and i really appreciate that because you know i'm one for those visuals so like if you show me a picture and like oh this was good i'll likely remember that and i'll be able to just notice it the next time i'm at a grocery store if it's there but oh i can i see exactly right so um and that just goes to show guys if you guys are enjoying anything this summer season so far uh, non-alcoholic beer, wine, um, pop, if you will. Like if you, if there's any beverage, any drink that you guys are enjoying this summer holiday, this summer Let season. Test. We want to know. We want to know, man. We we we're always interested. Speaking of new drinks, Ryan's into kombucha now. Yeah, y'all. I tried. I'm sorry. I Let's not go I, into that rabbit hole. But she's in specifically kombucha. tried Here, one yeah. brand so far. Yes, but I really did enjoy it. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I feel like that has a little bit to do with how the brand is done. It was it okay? Again, right. Yeah, I know, but like no. it wasn't what you were expecting in a good way. In a good way. Sorry. Yes. Obviously, because I'm into it. Well, I I assume that when people say it wasn't what I was expecting, they it was a negative. Oh, not always. No, no. I always assume. Oh, okay. And most, I think that's what most people say too. Well, okay. Well, it wasn't what I was expecting in a good way. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, and I've tried two different flavors now from this brand, so I can at least say for sure that uh, Rise brand of kombucha. I'm like, yeah, I'll 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 uh, enjoy that every so often. It's it's just kind of a fun other thing that's not necessarily having. 
uh, that's not water, but like it's got like cultures and other additives. Water, soda, juice, whatever, all the different. Well, things. that's the thing. Yeah. It's probably better than having like a soda. It's definitely um, soda. So and it's not water. So yeah, no, it's 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 a great option. Um, I know we. I think we both had similar experiences with kombucha because we both were like, eh, last time I tried it yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, and we've avoided it since. Um, yeah. well, also there's no need to. But then we, you know, you grabbed a small one. I didn't mind it either. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of carbonated stuff, like, mm. you know, super bubbly in my mouth. So. I like that it had a light fizz to it. I know. I know you like that stuff, but i not a big fan. I think the flavor was good. Yeah. Um. So, you know, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't mind trying another flavor. I was going to say, uh, I'd also be interested. my palate, but yeah. yeah. I'd also be interested in trying another brand to see if it's like a consistency thing. Definitely. Between... Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what the uh, kombucha industry is doing these days for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's another, see, another drink that we've been enjoying, guys. I love that. Uh, let us know what you guys are up to. But uh, before, you know, we get into the nitty gritty, as we've said, some secret invasion chit chat. Absolutely. Ryan's got some some great content to talk about. I can't yeah. wait. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, we got one thing to do. Ooh, what's that? And then we got to click play. We got to click the button. Click play. We've already clicked play. Yeah. We got to click that button. And get that intro going. Roll it. Let's have a Welcome back, everybody. From that amazing, amazing intro, another shout out to Legato. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, absolutely. Always, always, always. So we did say, as you guys can see, title of the episode, Secret Invasion. We know that's what we're talking about. But Ryan did want to give some we attention did. on the floor today for but, one other show, a really small, short show that we've yeah. been enjoying lately that yeah. isn't for everybody, but I'll let yeah. Ryan... Take the take it this away. Yes. So, if for anyone out there who's fans of comedy, you may or may not have noticed uh, the last, I think, couple of years. Can you actually get a year timeline for me up on of your when phone? This guy started. Yeah. yeah well, well, like when the show started. Yeah. Um, but um, a comedian named uh, writer and comedian uh, Tim Robinson. He has a show on Netflix called "I Think You Should Leave." Yes. Um. So there's three seasons. Third season just came out recently. Um, it's been really blowing up on the internet, um, but I've been recommended, yeah, I've had it recommended to me in my, like, around my Netflix for a while now, um, and I've I've heard a lot about it over on other things, um, and it was funny, because Curtis started bringing it up that he was seeing that it was viral on TikTok with clips and going, oh, I think this could be a really interesting show, um, just when I watched a video where um, I had a YouTuber that I follow talk about um, multiple different kind of like comedic shows going on um, and this being one of them and kind of how how much value um, it has for people who are fans of the comedy genre. It's definitely more along the lines of kind of absurd, cringy uh, comedy. I wouldn't consider it, cr- some of it's cringy. Um, but yeah. like when you when you look at sketch comedy, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of room for like yes, and that. I find sketch comedy in general lends itself to being more absurd and getting into sketches that kind of like make people a little uncomfortable in like an awkward way. Yeah, and this is very much that show. It really tests those limits. Yeah, um, it's very entertaining. It's, it's very entertaining. Very yeah. affordable. Uh, very for, affordable. For, for people like us, Ryan and I. You know, it, it's one of those shows that I think it's like cringy and uncomfortable to like a very like not quite to the borderline, yeah. but it's like up there. 
Uh, If you guys are fans of shows like The Office, you know, it can get cringy at times too. But the difference there is that like what I was sort of saying, this is sketch comedy where you have to accept that that's likely to happen where Office is just well-rounded and regarded as like this comedy show. This gives me a lot of vibes of like... um... Uh, older comparisons would probably be like kids in the hall yes um and then you know those like really winning and just like socially awkward or socially kind of like oh my god that's like worst case scenario of what this interaction might be from like certain yeah. snl skits so tim actually used to be a writer for years on snl so he has a lot of still is uh i don't know if he is anymore i think he might have because he's done this fairly recently so i think he left i don't to do this God, but, but yeah keep going uh but yeah so it, there's a ton of different cameos from like really recognizable faces from snl and it's no wonder why i'm sure a lot of them wanted to be a part of having this um it's funny too because the guys from the like the trio of lonely island um that andy sandberg is known for being a part of um are also executive producers on this show and um andy Oh, it's produced by all the members of Lowly. That's what I told you before. Yeah, they're all executive producers on it. Um, so your fact, your fact check. So I didn't want to. Is it? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, was the series started on April nineteenth, twenty nineteen? Okay. Um, so before COVID. Before COVID. Um, and then a bit of time had to pass. Uh, the second season was July sixth, twenty twenty one. Okay. And then the third season just released. That's why it's becoming. It's getting boomed. Uh, it was May thirtieth, twenty twenty three. So. That's why I've seen so much stuff. People are going back to older clips, but the yeah. majority of the stuff I've seen gone viral it's from the is, newer is season. season. So yeah. it's good because you get to go back, see some stuff, yeah. um, and it's and it's good because um, I think the story that you told me is these all these sort of most of these sketches they're not all really cringy. Some of them are just generally funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have this like fun punchline. But the name of the show I think you should leave kind of regards to that type of oh, comedy where like yes you're in a scenario where the person's re- making everybody uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. i think you should leave right so when i when i looked this up the first time i i i'm so glad that you remembered that actually that's i think it's a really interesting yeah. little factoid um when i when we first started watching it i like looked it up and kind of the the premise and idea behind a lot of the the comedy and situations um in the show is really kind of like pushing the limits for him to kind of like because he's in the majority of the of the sketches is to kind of like push that other actor that's with them to wanting to leave the situation and vice yeah. versa. It's like putting a specific character uh, or the audience itself and kind of being like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Okay, and it's usually like, the character Tim Robinson plays. Yeah. He's a great actor, great writer for it. Very good. Uh, but there's a lot of other, um, you know, famous named and famous faces uh, yeah. that he pulls together. Yeah. Um, you know, we mentioned Lonely Line people, uh, Andy Samberg's in one of the episodes. Yes. And a couple other faces that are in sort of snl you know it's a lot of his snl friends because when he wrote yeah um but yeah it's it's great so they are really short episodes they're about 17 minutes um mm-hmm. they've got five or six sketches and, yep. and it's six episodes per season so it's a very binge worthy show it is we finished it in an uh just about an almost finished it in a we, we finished evening. it in two evenings because we we cut ourselves short because we had to get up the next day yes uh, but we definitely would have stayed up oh for sure um because it's it was it was hilarious it's really fun we also so other than some of the recognizable snl faces uh there's like cameos from like um bob odenkirk tim heidecker fred willard so like other really recognizable comedic uh people or just people from the industry in general on top of these snl alums so uh steven Ye- um 
Yoon is on there in one of the yeah, uh, one of the episodes, which is not someone you would normally think of for a show like this. So when I saw him in one, of, I think one of the first episodes, I think it's the first episode he's in one yeah, of the sketches. The, the host where he... Yeah, the birthday party. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. He okay. eats the gift for C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that one kind of blew me away. I was like, oh my God, Steven's in this? Like how faces, crazy is that? Yeah, there's some faces I'm sure if you, you guys are movie crazy sure. buffs, you'll, you'll recognize. Uh, but... Yeah, there's a lot of clips we've been seeing. If you guys have been seeing it um, and you guys think that, you know, genuinely funny, yeah. uh, jump on this wagon. I, I definitely think it'll be worth yeah. your while. Um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, even the ones that we're kind of like now watching through again, a couple of the episodes, we're like, meh, it's still like we'll we'll sit through it. Um, but the majority of them just really, they're very quotable, at least for a part of it. Like the punchlines really land. Um, it's just like a fun show. Yeah. We we are quoting it nonstop. I, I am funny enough. No, we're we're bad. There's the the first night and then the second night after that. Oh my god, the first night, guys, when we we literally had to get to bed, we, we were like, okay, let's. We, know, were we already pushed we were our already limits. Pushing the limit, and they probably for like a half an hour to an hour, laying in bed, we were just giggling, quoting. We were trying to figure. We were just back trying to. Forth. We were just back and forth trying to like quote every yeah. single episode. We like, remember. Oh, remember that one when this happened, and then quote it, and then we start laughing. And that was like, oh, more and then what about this line? And then we quoted it and start laughing. It was way more fun because we realized that we couldn't do that with a lot of other shows because yes. you missed pieces. But this one, we were like, how do we remember all of that? Because the joke, like the ones that we really love, just like they imprint themselves so on your brain. And it was just like a lot of fun that we could, that it's just wormed our way into our, and then again, the yeah. same thing happened the next night. Anyways. 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 Uh, but I just wanted to quickly mention it for anyone who's a fan of comedy, wants something a little bit different to watch. I know we knew, usually only talk about Marvel when it comes to TV. Um, every so often we'll mention other stuff. So that's why I wanted to make an effort to mention that just because it made such an immediate impact. It has. Yeah. That uh, if you're open to that kind of humor, I would definitely recommend it. It's a really easy commitment yeah. uh, when it comes yep. to watching. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but. The yes. opposite of the side of the uh, side of the scale, yes. we have a very serious show, a very thrillery we do. show, espionage, espionage esque, uh, some secret invasion, guys. So, yeah. you guys, if you guys have been following the Marvel story train, we know that. Excuse me, this is a storyline where Nick Fury was obviously in the blip. He disappeared for five years. He came yeah. back. Shit at the fan. Life was hard for him. He. Yeah. I think I think genuinely what I've noticed is that it took a toll on him trying to come back, and then he escaped to space to work on a ship, um, some sort of. Uh, so it's it's um it's specifically a like space station um, that is essentially working on the defense of Earth. Yes, uh, it is orbiting around Earth. Um, we very much from the first little bit get the impression from Fury. Um, I think there's little nuggets of it in some of the other projects after the blip. Um, but this one especially makes an effort of really focusing on the fact that he just kind of like up and left um, when it came to a lot of the a lot of, a lot of that conversation. Yeah. And really talking about how it seemed to have really changed him as a person and affected him. And and I think we we get the idea that is Fury has always been this kind of infallible figure in the MCU. He was always willing to like push the boundaries, color outside the lines. Um, Somebody and, you don't fuck with, really. Yeah, he was the maverick. He was a rebel, and yeah. he, you know, did whatever. But he, I think the the blip and and him disappearing and coming back really kind of gave him that sense of fallibility. Yes. Um, and that maybe you know everybody is just weak enough maybe to he, fall. Maybe he didn't realize how powerful this this unknown was because he yeah. 
with it when it came to the scrolls, he was able to hunker it in and run it. Like yeah. I think that's sort of what happens, right? Is like yeah. He came. Well, he had years of rising through the ranks with the help of this like scroll network. But I'm just saying, like even when he was sort of in his earlier cop years, agent years, yeah, when the scrolls did hit Earth, which was okay. Captain Marvel, the yeah. man that we all know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, scrolls happened, and he was able to sort of recruit them into his own yeah. army of spies. And yeah. with that, I think he like learned that he could. He was in all. He had a lot of power. I think that's what helped him. Obviously, that's what helped him took up. Yeah. We've now learned that in the show, too. We've learned that a lot of his, uh, you know, a lot of scrolls helped him yeah. get intel. In Don't his get rank. me wrong. So. He has the cunning and the intelligence and the motivation the to use that as his advantage. But yes, you know, he really did benefit from the information. Um, in a situation that we learned is was, it was a trade off for him, essentially, to be of use to them to find a, a permanent home because obviously we know from. Um, the events of Captain Marvel, like they they lost out on being able to have a home um, through the battle with the the other um, um, like what's the word I'm looking for? What is the word, word that I'm no no no? But like with the the Cree, but like I, I was trying to describe like other people conflict people. No no no. Like obviously there was a conflict. I'm just so confused with what. Never mind. Anyway, so um. Describe. Basically through their like war with with the other people within like the Cree right. Species was species, I guess whatever. Anyways, um you know, they lost their chance at being able to like have their home, so they needed to find a new one. Um and you know, that was part of Fury's deal is like here come, you know, at least be on earth, integrate yourselves, become spies, work with us, work with me and then, you know, in the meet in the interim I will figure out a way to help you guys find a yeah, home. Of course that doesn't that didn't necessarily um didn't happen quick. It didn't happen quick. Um you know it, what they're what they're talking about is, you know, um like a good couple of decades and then of course the blip happens and they're completely abandoned and stranded, right? Yeah. Fury disappears. And then once he's back he disappears on them again. So yeah. we're kind of seeing a very um touch and go situation when it comes to like emotional um uh, conflicts between people and and you see that kind of stressor of people without a home um and one of which they're willing to put their faith into um old friends and old allies and old loyalties yeah. and those who have just had enough which we've seen so quite a little right. bit in some but, of the side projects yeah so we've also seen the most in this um and rather than talking about the synopsis of the show let's actually get into what sort of what's been happening right yes okay. so what we've seen the most i think is what we've kind of gathered so far episode three is um in this time where fury was caught in the blip and then out in space and doing all this stuff there's obviously been a shift in um i guess uh what do you call it not leadership but a shift in um loyalty Mm -hmm. uh, amongst this scroll yeah. uh, sort of gang, the scroll. I would people. also argue a shift of uh, leadership in a sense. Definitely a shift of leadership, yeah. but it feels like this loyalty where there's once a general, he's not the general anymore because he took a, a side with the humans, the scrolls, you know, they're sort of rebelling and stuff like that. But the main thing I think that like I might take away is that, you know, we did see, we, we're seeing a new fury. Like he he's definitely not all there. Um, he feels a lot different and people like understand that out of him where he yeah. made the choices he made but it's very much taking a toll on his life yeah. right now yeah. where he's I, now coming back to this reality i feel like we're seeing a more like disillusioned fury who's a little maybe a bit more scared rather yeah. than 
determined yeah. um, than anything. And we're seeing him, I think, you know, he was always a bit explosive of a character. Um, I mean, obviously, you have an actor like Samuel Jackson behind him. He's going to have a certain intensity. But I do, I don't know if you felt this. Maybe it was just me reading into it. Or maybe it's now context for me watching other stuff around the show. Yeah. But um, I feel like he's a bit more explosive and a bit more volatile than he's been in other stuff. Like, he was always kind of aggressive, but he seems to lash out a lot more in this show. I, I I haven't seen him lash out because I don't think Nick Fury's character... Well, I've actually seen him lash out more as Nick Fury, but this one, I feel like he wants to lash out, but he kind of, like, doesn't have the energy to anymore. Like, him and, him and all the people that he gets these, like, sort of back and forth with where he wants to, like, lash out, he just kind of gets a banter. Like, it's not, like, a big... Because you remember how, like, Nick would, like, he'd intimidate his, the other people. He's not intimidating anymore. He just kind of, like, makes a crack, a, a side crack, sarcastic remark. I do. So I do, sorry, I do get what you're getting at. And I do okay. get the idea is, like, you very much get the impression of his interactions with other people is they don't think he's, like, Nick Fury anymore. They're like, you're a broken guy. Right. But what I'm saying is with how he tends to sometimes come back, yes, maybe we're not interpreting it maybe because of the influence of the other person he's in the conversation with of seeing him as a viable threat but i feel like he's a bit more of a loose cannon whereas before he was willing to like bend the rules be a bit more of a maverick whereas like now like he's ready to just kind of like end it that much quicker he's got his walls rather up than for strategize sure. he's like, got his he's walls up for sure i think like i think i look at him as sort of a person who like doesn't want to be offended doesn't want to take criticism don't doesn't want to hear their opinion he's just like i got a plan I, I, I'm Nick Fury. I can do whatever I want, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it how I want. Because like every single person he talks to, he just like he just either makes a joke at him, makes a stab at him, like defends himself in some way or another. He doesn't really accept it in, in any way. You know what I mean? If you were to if we were to go back, maybe you'll, maybe you'll see it a little differently. And now that I've said that, it's just yeah, he just doesn't really listen to anybody either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's very strange, but. I think so. One of the things that I've noticed the most, uh, which kind of ties into this whole story, was um, one thing that I didn't know that he didn't know, Nick Fury. Uh, I think it was in episode two where Talos and Nick are having a conversation on the train, mm -hmm. and it's been revealed, it gets revealed that there's millions of scrolls now living amongst the. Yeah, that's so the context around that, um, obviously, spoilers if you're not caught up. Um, is that in the midst of everything going on with the blip and Fury kind of piecing, Talos was like, well, I was still, you know, beholden to a lot of people who needed a home. So I put out the call and more of them emigrated to Earth to try and find some sort of semblance of an existence that made them feel safe and comfortable yep. um, versus, you know, kind of being lost to still figuring out some sort of home. And this is what blows Nick Fury's mind because realistically I, I i get it on the hand of talos like i i totally get it he was someone who you know good-naturedly wanted to just find a some sort of solution to his people for well, his people how i see too is like but imagine like I, I i immediately like felt for the perspective of what nick is like okay yeah sure maybe i promised that i would help you guys find a home but like now i'm finding out that there's millions of 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 your race and people that are now on this earth we have no way of immediately identifying them or knowing about yeah, them. Just really and who knows if they've been radicalized already. So now there's however many hundreds of thousands, if not now millions, of these people now pose a threat to the entirety of the rest yeah. of the Earth. So uh, if you guys don't know, the scrolls can shapeshift into any living 
visual person. I feel like um, if you don't know the general idea of the Skrulls, you need to go yeah. back and watch. I'll watch you watch Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel and uh, then watch the show. Maybe, then listen. maybe just look up Mar- uh, Marvel comic Skrulls uh, yeah. and understand what their abilities are because they're not a force to be reckoned with. But I totally agree with you. I think no, that they are a force to be reckoned with. Wait, what? No, you don't want to fuck with them. Exactly. So they're a force to be reckoned with. They're no, but you don't want to reckon with them. They're not a force to be reckoned with. Right. You're definitely hearing that wrong. Because a force to be reckoned with is someone that you want to take on. No. You want to reckon with them. Is that how that is that a verb? Reckon? I don't <laughs> like, think it is. I don't know what we look it up. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, exactly sorry, fact, do, do you want but what, what I saying? I think it's actually funny. Um, but what I, I think you've said that before to me before too, and I go, what? Um, but the thing too, is that like, I think Talos was so comfortable and trusting into Fury and the humans that he, you know, he made the call out, which is good. Um, but yeah, I think what happened, what the mistake of Talos was that he didn't understand his own people enough. Um, because the more of them that came, the more of them that started to rebel. Um, I will say though, that like when, when Fury was gone, I was right. Uh, no, no, half right. So a force to be reckoned with is someone who's strong and cannot be ignored. A force to but be then, re- right, okay. Yeah, but then uh, I um, a force to not be reckoned with is one that you want to avoid. Yes. Is not inconsequential, but is instead considered to be a uh, result in bad consequences. Okay, so a, a force to be reckoned with is something that you need to deal with head on. It's something that's like, right, you can't ignore it. It's a it's a it's a problem that you need to deal with, deal, deal with head on, or a person that you need to deal with head on, like a bully. A bully is a force to be reckoned with. I think what I'm what I'm saying is there. I think what I mean is there a force of nature. Yes, and like a, a powerful thing, but you're like you don't want to fuck with them because fuck. of that reason. Right. Okay. Okay. I but 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 I think they're also both because they are something that can't be ignored. Yeah. Like it's something that you yeah really need. they're powerful and cannot yeah. be ignored. Um. But anyways, so the other thing too is that like there's a lot of scrolls that lived on the planet and got uh, emigrated to planet Earth yeah. before the blip too. Let's not forget about that. Oh, for sure. There's a lot for of sure. There's been but, a bunch. Yeah. Um. One thing I think I really, so you really feel almost immediately this idea of like a spy espionage film, like a trust no one kind of vibe Um. within the first few minutes of this show, which I thought was really, really interesting Um. and really lends itself to a lot of theories of, Okay, uh, it's this idea of like paranoia that is kind of um, in a lot of different like spy thrillers, that sort of thing. But then also in the um, Secret Invasion series and the comics, because it, it's it's basically this whole run of different issues um, that pull from so many other like characters and, and storylines. Um, the the actual like secret invasion storyline within the comics was a very big overarching one that led up to like a huge climactic obviously right. invasion battle um but uh so we get that hopefully Please. so with the comics it's you kind of start finding out so it all like starts with one specific character who um it was um she ends up like die- i think it was electra's character or somebody else's character um but anyways so they end up it's unrelated like it didn't even it wasn't like specifically a secret invasion branded comic issue um it was from another run dies at the end of it and they're like oh my god she's a scroll because she reverts to her scroll for right. like she dies um and they're all like what the fuck is going on right. so then that then leads into 
what the basis of the secret evasion story is. And over this whole course of time, you just start finding out huge, important people involved in Avengers Massive and events. all this other stuff in the government are all revealed to be scrawled and have that. no concept of how long they've been in that role oh. um, in the actual comic itself. So I watched a kind of a synopsis video of the, the comics run um, that it's based on because we know Marvel tends to pull a lot of inspiration, but then does kind of reconfigure a lot of it to fit what their already in place storylines are when it comes to uh, comic inspiration. Um, but Hank Pym is revealed to be a scroll in the secret. Yes, universe. I do know that. And what ends up happening was this like big storyline within the thing is that um, Janet, Janet Pym, Janet, sure, Janet or whatever the her grandma? actual name is. No, no, no. Well, like his wife, his wife. Yeah, his yeah. Wife. Anyways, original wasp, Jane, uh, Jane or Janet or something. Called? Anyways, yeah. Um, but um, there's this like it gets highlighted that uh, the one storyline is that he must have already been a scroll at the point that um, oh um, Janet Van Dyne. Um, or Jane yes, Van Dyne, right. or whatever. Anyways, Van Dyne was the name I was looking for. Um, while she was pregnant with Hope, he was already a scroll, um, but of course, no one knew that. Um, and he gave her something um, to, I think, drink at the time because they were both, they were, you know, Ant Man and Wasp. Um, that was supposedly some sort of solution that would allow for like okay. massive growth okay. if there was ever a need for them to go giant. Um, turns out it was actually just a concoction that if um, triggered at the, with like the right device in a point in time um, would turn her into a bomb, essentially. Jesus. Like a massive, almost atomic level bomb uh, to the point that Thor had to like work some thunder god magic and boot her the hell out of there so Earth didn't get completely pummeled as well. So it's that idea of you literally do not even know if the people that you've had relationships with years, built friendships, families, partnerships with, if they are going to turn around and stab you in the back. That's what I'm hoping happens because that's what, from the advertising standpoint, from the marketing standpoint for the show, that's what I've Mm -hmm. anticipated is that we're going to find out that there's people... Yeah. Who, have, who we've seen a, a bunch of times in all of the Marvel stuff. Exactly. There's going to be folks who have never laid our eyes off of. Yeah. And they're going to be revealed to be a scroll. Yeah. I don't think Nick Fury is going to be a scroll. That I would don't be, think so. I think that that's too that's but easy. I wouldn't be surprised if this Nick that we've been seeing is a scroll and then the other Nick has stayed on planet for forever, like hiding. You know what I mean? Like like the Nick that everybody saw, you know, been bumped up to a planet. Nick was like, hey, you got to get you gotta get up there. Like, scroll, friend of mine, this other secret scroll. You know, mm-hmm. Get up there, then come back down, and we'll figure it out later. Right. Like, you never know. Interesting. Because Interesting. that's, or the or the reverse, that he yeah. also has a scroll buddy who's mm-hmm. not Talos. Yeah. Who, you know, yeah. is helping him be Nick sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're working together, which yeah. is... Having two well, of you is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. I think the interesting thing too is with the comics is it was strictly they the scrolls were just a villain. They were an antagonist. Whereas in this MCU, the twist of Captain Marvel was the fact that the scrolls weren't really the true antagonists of that movie. Uh, they were in need of assistance and help. And now we're at this point with the show that we essentially yeah, that's now caused us to have like a rebel group and this you know more peaceful group um, that Talos is more associated with. And kind of battling that out, we're seeing these, you know, um, antagonist type scrolls with Gravix group and 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 you know army and everything. So I think that'll be interesting to kind of see the plays off of that. But I saw a bunch of different theories of like um, what the real plan is for the scrolls. Right. So 
Um, this idea that, you know, the, the whole like bombing business and like missile business that they were dealing with already with like the submarine and stuff like that, that all of that's a diversion and they're actually uh, leading into another thing that's going to slowly kind of like, um, um, well, we that, already- that's actually connected to Ross. Oh, yes. Um, and him taking over as presidents. And that's why we're going to have the Thunderbolts thing because they are connected to Ross. And he's essentially going to try and like poison the idea of superheroes because yeah. he has such a grudge against them. Yes. Um, and he's using the scrolls as a mechanism in order to cause that to happen because, you know, that's going to be like Thunderbolts is, Thunderbolt is happening, too. But we also do yeah. know we've got a little bit of a snippet of the fact that they're planning these super scrolls. Yeah, so the Super wow. Scrolls, the Super Scrolls is actually a big part of the comics as well. Um, so they're thinking that like maybe that's Fury's connection is they're going to go after him to an extent of maybe he has this like one last thing that they need to unlock the Super Scroll stuff. Um, there's been clips from other trailers where we see that like Gravik ends up developing um, powers that are similar to Mr. Fantastic. So we're going to see a bit more of that kind of Fantastic Four vibe like pulled into it. Um, and essentially too, what the, the one theory I saw about the fact that like Ross is behind a lot of, um, what's going on with the scrolls is there's this whole series in the comics called dark rain with him as like president and a bit more of this emergence of like the dark Avengers and all this kind of weird, um, stuff where like, you know, it, it just that idea of kind of like twisting the idea of like true superheroes versus villains kind of masquerading as superheroes, which is, again, part of what you see with Thunderbolts. Um, so there's some kind of theories that that is the storyline that's going to build up to a bigger climactic event with everything going on. Um, and that I have, a, and that this is going to tie into Captain America Brave New World because Harrison Ford, since William Hurt died, is taking over as Ross um, in, the, in that. And that's going to kind of, this Brave New World is then going to carry on the the consequences of what Ross has done with the events in Secret Invasion is going to lead into that. And that's going to kind of... Hopefully get introduced to some new big... Exactly. Like, character And that's going to have all this, like, storyline. Um, it also was, like, a theory that brought up the idea of, like, Valentina again. Yes. Um, and how we, we, you know, we saw that certain people that we thought were maybe some good guys could potentially be scrolls that were sent to inf- infiltrate information, um, specifically Everett Ross's. Yeah, um, and that, so. but that's the thing though is like even in the world of the comics, like scrolls are big as characters, but they're really not known as heroes or like any sort of. Um, well, they were seen as a major villain. They were that's why they had a whole arc. But they're like they're again they're a race, right? They're a race that are seen as villains, but they're really not that diabolical until they're super scrolls. I'm not kidding. They're not really that bad until they're super scrolls. That's not the I mean, mind you, I haven't thoroughly read all the comics. That's not the impression I got from the stories. Well they're yeah, they're 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 very much more known as super scrolls in the comics usually too. Oh I understand, but I just like the idea of, you know, especially with the scrolls that are masquerading as certain specifically like heroes or intelligent oh, yeah, people but but they, is you have them strategically placed. They've put plans in place. They're cunning. They're able to I think yeah, just the simple idea that they're full mimics that have been not able to be identified sure. until they're like exposed by dying like that already tells me that they're dangerous okay but hear hear me out here though is yes they can impersonate people and be you know big big heads of state all this good crazy yeah. stuff and they're they're spies in that sense yeah like they're really good they're they're spies. infiltrators they're infiltrators okay. sure but like and yes they can make a lot of power moves in that sense too but super scrolls though Take it to a whole level. Like, I understand because they, they have pa- they, actual they powers. Have powers. I understand. Like you're now, you're like no, you're not just like a pawn in the piece of a chess game. 
or even a bishop. Now you're literally. No, I understand. I guess what I'm more connecting to is the idea of just this true story of like, you know, like that trust no one, like espionage, paranoia vibe versus just knowing that they're going to deus ex machina once they're all super scrolls. Like, I don't care. True. Like, I care more about the buildup, that idea of like, What's really going on here? How many other ulterior motives does everybody have? Because everybody seems to have secrets in this show, and I just want to know what all of them are. The only thing I really haven't loved so much is that my whole perspective, like what they've already, they've marketed a bunch and they keep saying, trust no one. Yet every single, like every single time Nick Fury gets a call from freaking anybody, he'll take it and he'll act like it's this, if it's the person that he knows. I'm like, you don't know. Here's the thing, though, is you can't let on in case it is, right? And you have I, this idea, too, of, fair. Um, you you know, we, we never really know until, I guess, it's been mo- more so proven of, like, can we really trust Gaia? Um, what's going on? Like, Talos could be a completely different person because of Fury being gone. Um, the, oh, I can't remember her fucking name, but it was her face that we obviously saw that, like, her and Fury got married for a while, like, and obviously he fucked off, so she had to deal with that. Yeah, and then we obviously see, though, that she has been talking to Gravik. He asks, she says no, but she's obviously involved, gets a secret a safety deposit box with a gun in it. Like, what is going on yeah. um, on top of everything else? I saw this one theory, too, that, um, um, and I'd have to go back and watch the episode again and really kind of pay attention to Rhodey, but this whole one that kind of lays out the idea that Rhodey's going to be revealed to be a scroll and plays... And plays that. around with the timeline as to when potentially he got swapped out. Right. And why. Uh-huh. Um, just the idea of like, why wouldn't you want to have an operative place t- to be best friends with Tony Stark, Iron Man, and and learn about all of his technologies and things like that, as well as just understand the dynamics of the Avengers more because the Avengers would be the greatest obstacle for a scroll takeover. I think. So you would need to know how to break them I down. I much think there's going to be a lot of moving pieces in the next like the yeah. the final episodes where yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of revealing of scrolls that we did not we would not do have we ever know how many episodes is it only supposed to be six episodes I am assuming six I think I've because somewhere in the back of my mind because we're gonna we're getting to a halfway point where something's gonna start to have to give well to mind you a lot of things have happened but we only have three more episodes but if I mean, it's six let's be real. for There's a lot of lot. things to happen. But no, it's been slow too. First episode was obviously just build up development, whatever. Second episode was more or less the same. The first episode had a crazy ending too. Somebody I, fucking died. Big big person died. Well, that's what I'm saying die. is like they made stakes quite apparent but from like, the very first episode. And this, but then there's just like not a lot going on. But like the second episode, oh, sorry, the third episode, same situation. Some crazy stuff happened and there's still a lot more development. You know, Gaia... Um, you know, rebelled essentially and yeah. shit at the fan there mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But what I am like kind of saying is that, um, what we, what we, what we, we got a big scene with Gravik and Talos having a chat and more shit hits the fan. Part that's of true. And then everyone turns into a scroll. Like that's the well, craziest. No, everyone, no, so everyone's every, every, as a scroll that so more set Gravik to, to show. Gravik. He's like, I'm more connected than you think. Yes. So that's sorry. Yes, you're you're correct. That's what I think is crazy. Yeah, I think that's big pieces. It's, the, it's these like vignette moments within oh, the first I, few episodes that are really kind of showing you like what the potential is of the show. Oh. Um, but I just I don't like I don't know where they're planning on ending this up. Yeah, I, six uh, episodes is what they they established. So I think 
this week's episode that's going to be coming out um, and then the the final two, I think a lot's going to happen. I think it'll be similar to what happened with WandaVision where like some interesting stuff happened and then it kind of lulls for a little bit and then with like a few other kind of sparks of mm, something fishy is going on here. And then the final couple of episodes, it's just everything happens all at once. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see how they decide to end this show to set up what's happening in the next few projects, yep. especially because we've got the Marvels, we've got Brave New World that are all going to have some sort of... Um, we got what? Marvels. The second one. Brave New World. Brave Captain New Amer- World. Okay. Brave New World. That's yeah. way later. No, I know, but it's already Can been it's already line? been said that it's going to connect to this show is what I'm saying. Um, so like we have to see where that's going to end up because there's going to be these other projects, no matter how far away they are, that are going to have consequences and implications based off of what happens in the show. Um, it was funny. I, uh, I know we're probably coming down to time. I just, okay. Um, but I think one thing that kind of like caps on it is this has been interesting to watch. Um, I feel like I don't have the same sense of immediate enthusiasm for a lot of the recent Marvel projects that I used to. Um, and we had just talked about that. That's why I wanted to bring this up is because I was refreshing. I obviously wanted to look at a few theories, learn a bit more about the comics to add a little bit more context to what we're talking about. Um, but I, I told you, I think I'd said, I, wa- I want to go back to one that just talks about the idea of like Marvel and the multiverse in general um, to kind of add a little bit more to the overarching because we've talked a few times on the path, the phasing, what Marvel's doing, whatever we talk about Marvel projects. It's just this idea of, it's just getting kind of exhausting yeah. a little bit now of, okay, so what are they going to do? Each project feels so unfinished, because whether it's a, a limited series, whether there's going to be a show with multiple seasons, whether it's going to be a movie. Um, when, when we initially first got the MCU, every story, even with the first couple of movies, they were relatively a self-contained story that led to a lot of character development that eventually started to connect more over time, mostly through end credit scenes, um, and then eventually came into this greater narrative as they have those crossover movies. No, I know. But now now it's getting necessary where like these shows and all the movies are so important for the next one and the next one and the next one. But what so that's what I was gonna say though, is like uh, obviously we had the crossovers that then pulled everything together, but like you got to uh, bond with and live with the characters and understand how they're going to work together and understand how their personal motivations are going to affect the sequences of what they're dealing with as a team. Whereas like now, or even just in their own stories, but now we basically have like, you have to watch this to understand what's going on here. And this story is going to be continued in this separate project with these new people. And then these new people are going to affect this in this way. And it's like, you have to, you have to like you're not going to get a complete story in a sp- one specific project because it has to, by definition and design now of being a multiverse and having to be so interconnected, um, you have to like finish a story you started in one movie and another movie two years later. Maybe. Well, yeah, I'll say yes to that, but that isn't unlike what they had before. Um, like, you, no. you, know, you could watch all the Iron Mans and you could probably like get to the big Avengers movies and still know what, what's going on, but you'd miss all the development from Tony. You know what I mean? Like, there's development that's going on with other individuals. No, I just, But they, it's just people are forgetting that, like, yes, the only difference is that the old, the first phase and second phase of Marvel movies weren't good to watch. So it didn't burden anybody that you had to go to the theaters or even wait for the next one to come out so that you could make sense of that and the one that came afterwards. 
The difference yeah. is that now there's TV shows that are much more lengthy and weekly on a weekly basis that people are like oh, not fall in love with. The movies aren't doing great either, but to me, Marvel's always going to be Marvel, and I just want to no, and 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 totally, I get it. Yeah. There's there's plenty of things that like I want to know what happens to these characters. I will still spend time which way or the other to like understand and watch. Like I'm I'm not saying I won't. I'm just saying I understand where a lot of people are maybe saying like what are we doing right now? Yeah. What are we feeling? Um, it's I'm, I'm having a very different opinion rather than, a, well, they have to rebuild everything back up because it doesn't feel like it because there's just so much jagged bits and pieces. Whereas like it felt like there was all these individual stories that then connected and it paid off better yeah. because you had all this wonderful lead up and complete stories and character yeah. development leading into this bigger narrative and this bigger web of people. And it paid off when things got interconnected. I still have hope. I still think we have time. Oh yeah. I just yeah, you're 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 right. I agree with you. I am tired of sort of the shit ends of the stick of the, some of these movies and not having the story yeah. being babied, like being taken care of. The, these stories are so important for the overall arch and they kind of just go, Oh, let's just make something yeah. and figure out what happens. It feels a lot, little bit more like they're making it up as they go rather than this like and with, plan. And then with Doctor Strange and WandaVision, those two um pieces of entertainment of art like they needed they were so connected to each other yet what we found out in a video is that the writers for one vision did not know what the writers of multiverse of madness were doing and vice versa yeah there was no communication there for yeah. any of them to know which is not good no and there was a clip of elizabeth olsen that literally said like it's the similar story arcs they so she was saying there might be some similar stuff like emotions and uh you know scenes for the, each other because well, a lot of people, happening. I think the impression of a lot of people was she just went through this arc and now she's going through it again. Yeah, exactly. As a villain. Yeah. So it's like now it's, it's you know, is she, I think the the clip that we saw of her was almost kind of saying like, oh, you could look at these two projects as kind of existing in like parallel versions of this character dealing with grief. Right. Uh, and maybe let's talk about it that way because otherwise it just looks like you're putting through yeah. one character through the yeah. same story and anyways, not learning anyways, from it. Anyway, we could talk about Marvel all night. We long, could talk about Marvel. But we are definitely close to time, so I want to get this sped up. Yes. So it is. That's our whole dick. Uh, Secret Evasion, liking it so far, yeah. hoping that it gets crazy. Yes, I'm hoping it's, we. It's definitely crazy, like twisty. It's dark. It's moody. It's aesthetically interesting. They, I think they are trying to build up to something. I will say that's probably one of the better opening credit sequences um, that I've seen. I love the kind of AI-inspired, like, slow takeover vibes it's giving yep. when it comes to this color and its art design. So it's it's really visually stunning. I haven't skipped, like, skipped over it in the three episodes we've yeah. watched. I've watched it all the way through, so I really like I'm it. I'm liking the character symmetries, connections. Like, there's a lot of yeah. good fret, like relationships happening. Yeah. Um, so... We will continue to watch. We have, again, six episodes. Likely our final review will be in the season finale this season. Yeah, we'll definitely wait. uh, So we have some fun content before then. But anyways, guys, thank you so much. If you guys have been watching Secret Invasion, let us know your thoughts. Uh, Let us know your theories. Uh, We would love to hear all of them from y'all. And that'll do it for this week's episode. We love you guys so much. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.